But I just wanted to spend just a, a few minutes. You get two for the price of one today. Um, but I wanted to spend a few minutes thinking about the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. His ro- role, I think, is so vital to our Christian faith. And uh, I hope and I pray that as I talk today, it will just inspire us to want more of him, more of him in our lives and prepare us to pray, Father, baptise me with your Holy Spirit. Fill me afresh with your Holy Spirit's power. It's interesting that Jesus, just as he was preparing his disciples for his departure, for his death, and leaving them, they would be going to be on their own. And he promises them that the Holy Spirit will come to dwell within them, that he will send the Holy Spirit to them. And these verses in John 14. Yes, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. And then verse 26. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. The Holy Spirit, the Helper, the one who helps us to live the Christian life. It's hard sometimes to always trust God, isn't it? To always choose God's ways. But it's the Holy Spirit's work to help us to live out the life that God has called us to. The indwelling of the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, God himself dwelling inside us. It's amazing, isn't it, that actually God makes his home in us. And we know the Spirit of God witnessing with our spirit that we're children of God. And Anna talked a lot about truth, and it's interesting here, isn't it? The spirit of truth who reveals truth to us can take the truth of the Bible and suddenly verses that we've read millions of times come alive to us as God just emphasises through the Holy Spirit. Now, this is the verse for you today. This is the one that specifically God uses to speak to us. That's the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives reminding them of all that Jesus has taught them, reminding us of what the Bible says. When we come to the end of our own wisdom, and think, oh, I don't know, then suddenly that thought comes into your head. That's the work of the Holy Spirit, showing us the way forward, helping us when we come to the end of our own kind of wisdom. John 16 and verse 13 and 14 say, when the spirit of truth comes, He will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. That work of the Spirit to glorify Jesus, to declare the truth of Jesus to us. I know my my own experience of the Holy Spirit. I guess I first started to become introduced to the Holy Spirit 
maybe 40 years or so now, but I can still remember it very well that, you know, for me, from fairly traditional background, I was very nervous about the things of the spirit. Is this going to sort of take me over? Will I appear ridiculous? What will the spirit make me do? I, I don't think I want to be that screaming and shouting sort of person. But the test is here, isn't it? Is the work of the Spirit glorifying Jesus? Is it declaring truth about Jesus to him, to us? If that's the work of the Holy Spirit, I want as much of it as I can get. As we go on through um, into the book of Acts, we see the work of the Holy Spirit in the apostles' lives. The words of Jesus in Acts chapter 1. And while staying with them, he ordered not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you heard from me. For John baptised with water, but you will be baptised with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So important, that work of the Holy Spirit, that they're told not to do anything but to wait for the Spirit's empowering. The promise that they'll be baptised in the Holy Spirit. And then a few days later, we read the account of what happened. When the day of Pentecost arrived. You know, it's Pentecost Sunday today. Slightly coincidentally, but somehow these things in God are never coincidence. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind. And it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues, as of fire, appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Mighty rushing wind, tongues of fire, filled with the Spirit, speaking in tongues. There was something going on. And the result was that they were filled with the Holy Spirit filled with power and made bold to witness to the gospel. It's a challenge for us, isn't it? Don't you want fresh power in your witnessing, boldness in situations? Peter was transformed by the work of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I want that. Lord, let your power fall upon me afresh. And it's interesting that Paul's gospel declaration which we then read in Acts chapter 2 and 38, is repent and be baptised, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the, forgiveness, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is for you, and for your children, and for all who are far off, everyone whom the Lord our God calls to himself. We can claim that promise, you know. The promise is for you and for your children and for all who are far off. It was the message they, they declared, repent, be baptised, receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Not just for a few, for a few selected leaders or whatever. No, this was for everyone who believed. We all need the Holy Spirit. I love the talk that Alid did just before the hunger season 
We need the Holy Spirit to be the best teacher we can be, the best businessman, the best wife or husband, whatever your situation. We need the Holy Spirit's help to be the representative of Jesus in those situations in which God places us. We read again in in Acts a bit later at the story at Cornelius' house in Caesarea, which was the first time the Gentiles received the gospel. Verses in Acts chapter 10 say, While Peter was still saying these things, the Holy Spirit fell on all who heard the word. And the believers from among the circumcised who had come with Peter were amazed because the gift of the Holy Spirit was poured out even on the Gentiles. For they were hearing them speaking in tongues and extolling God. Then Peter declared, Can anyone withhold water for baptising these people who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? And he commanded them to be baptised in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they asked him to remain for some days. There was no missing this. The Holy Spirit fell, speaking in tongues, extolling God. I wonder if you've known that kind of Holy Spirit coming in power to you in that sort of way. Whether you've felt the empowering of the Holy Spirit. You know, that's something that is available for each one of us. We read further on in the life of the church in Ephesians, the exhortation is to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And the word there, I understand, is actually about a continuous process of being filled with the Holy Spirit. Not just a once-off occasion, but actually we need to live a life constantly being filled with the Holy Spirit for every situation. So what have we seen? We've seen that Jesus promises the Holy Spirit to indwell the believer. We see that his work is to glorify Jesus, to teach us, to help us, to guide us into all truth. We can see the Spirit brings boldness, power to witness. The Spirit imparts gifts such as tongues and other gifts. We see that lovely verse, the spirit witnesses with our spirit that we're children of God. That inner, people have said, it's, we're almost danger of quoting it like a verse, you know, knowing it in your knower, or I think we got it from Angela Kem, but just that sense that actually the spirit witnesses with our spirit that we're children of God. Yeah, Romans 8, 15, I'll just quote it to you. It's such a lovely verse. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery, to fall back into fear but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry Abba Father the spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we're children of God but we have to be open to receiving this baptism of the Holy Spirit I told you about some of the challenges for me, even on this journey personally. Maybe you're concerned, I I don't understand all that tongue stuff. They just don't want all that sort of mumbo-jumble or whatever. I guess my response is that God only gives good gifts to his children. 
gifts are given, it says, for the building up of the church. Tongues at a personal level. Experience of many of us, it's that builds us up. Actually, this is a, a gift to be desired along with the others. Maybe you, someone like me, who didn't want all the kind of outward-looking, stupid sort of stuff, I can understand that. I, I, all I can say, in a way, is that when I've seen people with sort of manifestations like that, often I've gone to them afterwards and said, well, actually, what was God doing? And you find that, actually, often there is a sort of deep internal work that God is doing in that person. But actually, as Andrew said on, at the prayer meeting, actually, the Spirit's work within us is always under our control. Whether I jump up and down in worship is entirely my decision. I feel, can feel the Holy Spirit moving me and urging me to jump up and down. But actually, the choice of whether I do that or not is always me. I say sometimes when we see external things, actually it's because God is doing something internally. And maybe the other argument is that wasn't the Holy Spirit just for those days? I don't think there's anything in the Bible that leads us to understand that the gifts of the Spirit won't continue until Jesus comes again. And I certainly know in my own life that I need the power and the help of the Holy Spirit to live the Christian life now. His reality in my life is a vital part of my Christian walk. I need as much of the Holy Spirit in my life as I can have. We're in this hunger season, hungering to know Jesus more. It's the Holy Spirit who reveals Jesus to us. It's the Holy Spirit who teaches us and shows us truth. It's the Holy Spirit who glorifies Jesus, witnesses to our spirits and imparts power. God only wants to give good gifts to his children. What I'd like to do is just spend a little bit of time for us all, really, just to pray. Won't you, won't you, Father God, fill me afresh with your Holy Spirit today? I need more of your Holy Spirit in my life. I hope I've done enough to show you something of the Holy Spirit's work, to remind you, I'm sure, for many of us. But we can get dry, can't we? We can step away from his work. We can sort of go back to relying on ourselves. But God wants to fill us afresh with his Holy Spirit. You ready for that? Yes. So, um, why don't you stand and let's just wait on the Holy Spirit for a, a little while. I expect my friend will come and um, do something with his keyboard. If, uh, or otherwise he won't. It doesn't really matter. We'll, uh, we'll do without him. Yeah, yeah, Mike. I believe God just saying fear not. I haven't given you a spirit of fear. Yeah, yeah. Mike, Mike was just talking about fear, fear not. God hasn't given us a spirit of fear. Let's just uh, invite the Holy Spirit yes, to come Lord, now. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit of God, we do invite you just to come to us now. If you're comfortable and, to want, and you want to, why don't you just lift your hands. God just comes to give good gifts to his children. God comes to fill us with his power. Fill us with the spirit who glorifies Jesus, reveals Jesus to us. Holy Spirit, won't you come now? Won't you come now?
Let's just wait for a moment. Let's just wait. Holy Spirit, we just ask you, won't you come and fill us afresh this morning? Holy Spirit, we need you. We need your power to help us to make right decisions. We need your work in us to help us make good choices. We need you to come and remind us daily, moment by moment, the truth of your word upon us. We need you to help us step into all that you have caused us to be. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, we invite you now. We invite you now. Come and meet us afresh. Come and meet us. We are desperate, Lord God, desperate for more of your work in our lives, desperate to step into all that you have for us, Lord God. Lord, even as Anna was talking earlier about hope, about joy, about grace, Holy Spirit, we need your work in our lives, bringing hope, Lord, where we would otherwise seem hopeless. Lord, bringing joy where situations might be overwhelming, having us to move in grace, 